Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the man from the boy. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. In football, nothing surprised me. Nothing surprised me. Um, I was sacked as a champion. Ranieri was sacked as a champion. Uh, Frank de Boer is sacked after, after four matches. And next season, something incredible will happen again. So nothing surprised me. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3 on the Ginger's Perspective. And it's all about the best league in the world. There's no doubt the Premier League is the best league in the world. And we've had this debate on numerous occasions. And I'm not going to waffle on. It's Friday morning. The weekend is here. We've got another round of fixtures. Um, but Mo, who is the authority on all things football, we have to start the show with um, some bad news. We never like it when a manager gets sacked because... Managers get sacked far too easily in the Premier League. And Frank de Boer is our first casualty of the season. I don't know if many people would have seen this coming. I mean, at the start of the season, Palace were going, we've got de Boer in, we've made a few decent signings. We should be a team maybe challenging for a top 10 spot. But things have gone awry. They are yet to win in the league. And Roy Hodgson is the new manager in charge. Yeah, look, I mean, after the first four games, a lot of people saw the sacking going to happen. I mean, four games, no wins, no goals scored, bit of disharmony within the team. I mean, you can see, you can see the players weren't playing for him. You know, compare that group of players to last season under Sam Allardyce. They, they didn't look like they they, they bought into this the Boer system, eh? And, you know, it's the end of him. Uh, it's not a good thing. I mean, four games doesn't really give you a chance, but I mean... Would they rather have kept him till December and then sacked him? And there's a lot of stories doing the rounds about, you know, the, the chairman and the owner interfering and that type of thing. Didn't want to let him sign who he wanted. Yeah, you know, interesting though with uh, Roy Hodgson. I mean, is he really the man to keep them there? Yeah, I, I, I don't expect Roy to set the world alight. Um, we know Big Sam was, was a fireman job. You know, he really was there to keep them up, and, and, and he did exactly that. But Roy Hodgson is probably going to bring some stability. Uh, I know that reading reports midweek, he said he turned down two massive offers in China, um, but he wants to prove himself again in English football. His credentials speak for themselves. I mean, he's not he's not a Mourinho. He's not a, a Pep Guardiola who's won... Um, you know, Champions League titles and all sorts of things, but he's a solid manager. He knows the English game. And Steve Parrish, uh, it, it, the the big boss at Palace, is not a, I don't know, he interferes a lot from what I've seen. One of my good mates, Kenny, is a, is a huge Palace fan. And, I mean, what can you do? I suppose at the end of the day, it's your club. That's the guy who's bankrolling everything. And if he decides it's time, then it's time. And De Boer, unfortunately, hasn't had the best track record in the past. I mean, Inter Milani lasted a couple of games too. So, unfortunately, maybe he needs to return to the Netherlands, uh, where he is a legend. Uh, he's still one of the, I mean, best top footballers the world has has, um, has seen uh, in his own right. Um, but maybe England's not for him. Yeah, but I mean, he goes on with a nice big paycheck, so I don't think it's too bad for him. You know, it might look bad on his uh, on his CV, but uh, on the topic of Steve Parrish, I mean, if the chairman or the owner wants to interfere, then why don't he just become the manager? 
Can't, you know, can't agree more with you. You know, owners shouldn't be, they should just bankroll the club, let the manager do his thing because he knows what he's doing. Maybe in Frank de Boer's case, he didn't know what he was doing. Well, the, but he seemed like a bit of a, you know, like a recluse. He does, he keeps to himself. You know, he didn't seem, you know, really engaging with his players. From what we've seen and what we've heard, clearly didn't go down well with the players. And at the end of the day, you know, we'll point fingers at Parrish. Maybe it's the players who actually have the power when it comes to hiring and firing managers in a way. Um, well, if they let you down, then you're going to lose your job. And if they do well, then, you know, you, you look like the rock star. So the players do have that power. Eh? Yeah, exactly. All right, enough about Palace. They play Southampton this week, looking for their first win. It's often we see that when a new manager comes into the mix, players tend to lift their game just to impress. So yeah, I, definitely. I, Boom, it's, the, it's like a whole new team, but it's yeah. the same players. But I don't know. Uh, Southampton haven't really set the world alight. I know they're only four games in, but I expect Palace to get a result there, at least a point um, against Southampton. But imagine now they're going to lose to Southampton. Roy Hodgson's first game in charge. Oh, not going to be good to be an Eagles fan. Um, quickly, tonight, uh, Friday... Yeah, um, I think I think Brighton. I think their first um, their first foray, a foray, foray. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, into the Premier League um, hasn't been so bad or too bad. I mean that Gross guy has popped up and scored goals for them. Um, that's the one with that weird character in his name. Eh? Yeah, yeah. You say Gross, I think. Yeah, you say okay. Gross. Awesome. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. This season, Bournemouth have been bad. Eh? I mean, they're also in the bottom. No wins from their first four matches. Eddie Howe needs to work some sort of miracle. And it's funny, I mean, he signed, uh, you know, uh, Jermaine Defoe, and you thought, okay, they were going to do a bit better than last season, but they've struggled. Eh? Yeah, they've. I mean, also, is it Josh King, uh, who's a, he's a very decent um, a decent player? I mean, I know Newcastle were linked with him. Um Forgive me, I, I am suffering from a little bit of a cold at the moment, so I've got my tea here and my I'm, I'm in my robe. So, um, but yeah, they they sitting nineteenth, and it's not looking good for Bournemouth. The Cherries are struggling, um, and they've got to end this this losing streak. Otherwise, they could find themselves in a position where they don't have the biggest squad, um, and they could be knocking that little relegation battle um, to and fro come the end of the season. Yeah, they need to start, uh, you know, picking up points. And teams like Brighton, uh, you know, Burnley's, your Huddersfield's, those are the places you you should be getting, uh, or the games you should be getting results to be able to stay up. Yeah, I mean, Brighton, the job is simple. Chris Hutton's a fantastic manager. I love the guy. That Canuck Hart is a great player for Brighton. Um, but I think they need, it's, it's really survival. It, they're, they're going to Bournemouth to pick up a point. And, I mean, if they get three fantastic for for Brighton for the Seagulls but I think their job this season as is the same with Newcastle and a few other clubs is just survive no spectacular football get the job done and that's essentially getting to that 40 point mark as fast as possible so it'll be interesting Uh, it's actually quite a crucial game I think potentially in Eddie Howe's managerial campaign Um, moving right along we look at some of the other matches uh, Liverpool Burnley I mean Liverpool licking their wounds no Sadu Manu for for the next um, three matches so Liverpool also I think that was a massive wake up call for them I think they suddenly went look there's no doubt let's quickly talk about that incident the raised foot Uh, personally I think red card was harsh Um, I know the raised studs were there and, and I think the ref made the call on the contact um, 
and I think a yellow card would have been sufficient there um, because there was Matt Ritchie who did the similar thing, yellow card in the, in the Newcastle game. There was no intent. There's never intent to put your studs up into someone's face. He had his eyes on the ball and he's goal hungry. He's in great form. It's a huge blow for Liverpool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, Sadio Mane is not that type of player. I mean, I'll understand if maybe the ref gave him because he's done this type of thing before, you know, where he's a, he's a, a violent player. But I mean, he's not. You could clearly see he had eyes for the ball, goalkeeper rushed out. It happens. I mean, yes, the injury was bad to the keeper, but I mean, yellow card at the most. It shouldn't have been a red because it ruined the contest. And yeah, it did. That, Man City just steamrolled at Liverpool. It, you know, you took out their most threatening player. Although, look, Firmino is not, you know, too bad, and uh, Mo Salah is also decent. But I mean, uh, without Mane, he's the guy that pulls the strings. Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, ref refs go on re- reactions, or maybe the fact that they saw blood, or uh, you know what I mean. Um. Anyway, look, it's not like a kung fu kick by Eric Cantona into the stands. You know what I mean. Yes. All right. So Liverpool, Burnley, surely we're backing uh, the Reds here to get get points. Uh, they're not playing at Turf Moor; they're at Anfield, and you'd expect a response. But the thing is, also Liverpool played midweek Champions League. Their defense was shockingly bad against Sevilla. It's horrendous. I mean, they, it's horrendous. They, they conceded quite easily, and Burnley, with their coach Sean Dyke, he he'd, he'd want to expose that. He's the type of manager that will focus on that and say, guys, just get the crosses in. They can't uh, deal with it. Oh, so, so what's your prediction then? Are you thinking Burnley might get something out of this one? I think Burnley will get something. I don't think they get the three points. You know, Enfield's quite intimidating these days. Yeah. But I think they'd get a draw at the most. All right. Okay, um, we've got Newcastle-Stoke. Uh, I think Newcastle will be looking to build on their, their, their confidence after their victory away to Swansea. Watford-City. Now, let's talk about City because... Uh, Jesus, uh, Aguero, De Bruyne are starting to hit their straps proper at this stage of the league. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because Watford also at home are a team that are, are, are starting to scrap out results. They, 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 they're they not just being knocked over. This will be their toughest test yet of the season, though. It will definitely be, but I mean, uh, their, their coach has done wonders with them. I mean, they're sitting in fourth place. They haven't lost a game this season, so it's uh, fantastic for them. And, you know, look, it will be a difficult game against uh, Man City. But then again, Watford picked up a draw against Liverpool, who are quite uh, on form early. So it will be a stern test, but I think Man City just have enough quality to beat them. Yeah, I mean, Benjamin. Again, City played Champions League away from home and now another away match. So it might be, there might be a bit of tiredness there. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, a guy like Jesus, he's got bags of energy. I mean, I think he runs off, you know, energizer batteries or something. He just goes and goes, and I think he, I think that the city should win this one. Yeah, Mo, there's such quality in that city team. I mean, you think of Benjamin Mendy, uh, the the new signing at left back. He's averaging, uh, or not averaging, uh, yeah, he's averaging eight crosses per ninety minutes. He's he's made sixteen crosses at left back for City so far. Leroy Sane also has been a goal threat. I mean, they've got options all over the park. So. I think maybe Watford might get overwhelmed here. Um, City, you never know, though. But they are a team to watch and keep an eye on. Quickly, on the fantasy manager side of things, uh, Mane out. Yeah, I I mean... Suspended, Pogba injured. What do you do there? Because, I mean, City players, especially away to Watford, maybe you might be tempted to 
to, to, to throw in a City player, De Bruyne maybe. He's been outstanding against Liverpool. What do you think? I'd look at, definitely look at that guy from Stoke, Eric Maxim Chopu Moting. He's not four <laughs> players, so he's not going to cost you a lot. He's yeah. just one guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he picked up two goals against United, and I think he might just expose Newcastle. It might be a decent bet for a midfielder. Okay. Um, look, the others, you know, I mean, there's some tough choices to make. Uh, who do you bring in? I would look at, you know, stay away from the guys who play Champions League and Europa, so the Everton, Arsenal, yeah. those type of guys, and maybe just, you know, you get a free hit, use one of your free hits. Yeah, that free hit, uh, I want to clarify something. For someone who wants to maybe play it, do you get free transfers for one game week and then your team returns back to what it was before you played your free hit? Or is that's it, is it that's your free hit, you play it, that's a team from now on out, like a wild card almost? I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Uh, from what you've told me, it's in the last one week. Maybe yeah, that's... we should do a bit of research or maybe someone from the Fantasy Premier League can clarify that. Yeah, maybe it's amateur hour here, clearly, on Football <laughs> 2 Plus 3. Um, all right, moving straight well, along. We don't change our teams a lot. So, you know, no, exactly. But anyway, I mean, it's food for thought, isn't there? Food for thought, yeah. especially now. Tinker with it today. Uh, there is a match tonight, so just be aware of that. Um, but Sunday, it's Super Sunday. We've got absolutely fantastic matches on Sunday. Kicking off with Chelsea-Arsenal. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how these two teams match up because I think when it comes to these London derbies, Eden Hazard potentially back in the mix and looking to make an impression. Uh, your thoughts ahead of this one? Oh, look, I mean, Chelsea are on some good form. Three wins in the last three games. They've climbed up to third place. So, you know, they and Arsenal, are, they don't look too confident in the league. They look a bit, of a, a bit of a broken team since the whole transfer window and stuff like that. You know, traditionally, Arsenal have always done well against Chelsea. Yeah, they've got 19 they've wins. And yeah, they, so, yeah. I mean, a fair result would be a draw. I'd yeah. be happy with that. Yeah. You know, keep Chelsea away from the top two positions. Mm, and I don't really like Arsenal, so I think <laughs> I'd, I'd rather him them have one point than three. All right, and then, and then you know it's going to be interesting how they balance things off. I mean, they played on the Thursday night. Yeah. Although, okay, look, they were at home; they didn't have to travel to some random Arab country and travel back. So you know, they might be a bit tired from that. I can't help but think if Arsenal had got Lamar in this transfer window, there would be a completely different team. Lacazette up top is proving to be hungry for goals and, and he can finish but if they had landed Lamar it would have been a whole different ball game I think for yeah, Arsenal I really have, think so have lifted the spirit of all the players I mean guys would say okay maybe we are something you know something's happening at this club Sanchez yeah. would be a bit happy seems like he's always angry whenever the camera pains him he looks <laughs> like he's sulking well he's, he scored midweek so he's getting some form also a guy to think about uh, for your fantasy and we all no, know. I'd stay away from him, mate. You think so? I definitely would stay away okay. from him. He's too unbalanced. You know, when things don't go his way, then he has a terrible game. If he scores, then he's okay. But I, I don't see him being the consistent Sanchez that previ- in previous, you know, yeah. uh, seasons he was. Exactly. I think he's just he's not he's not hundred percent committed to the club. Yeah, in January he's probably on his way to City. Yeah, he's probably thinking of his way out now. All right, I'm just having a sip of tea. Mo, let's talk. Let's talk about um, Sunday's second match. Oh, that's gonna be massive, eh? 
I mean, Wayne Rooney returns to his, his old stomping ground where he's a legend. But Everton, Everton have a woeful record against Manchester United. In, in, in 50 games played, um, the last sort of 50 games played, I suppose, 33 wins for Manchester United, just eight for Everton. Yeah, those stats worry me a bit because Everton will come and smash Man United. Also, uh, don't forget Lukaku against his former club, so he'll have a point to prove. I don't think, uh, I think he'll score because Everton are not really a top six club anymore. Yeah. They've been battling a bit. They got smashed in the Europa League against yeah, some random Italian club. Atalanta, they didn't even look, ah, it just looked bizarre, it was weird. Yeah, I mean, that was a bad performance by Everton and that's going to count against them as well. United will be, you know, they'll be they'll be happy to, to, to play Everton at Old Trafford. They'll get the three points. Eh? The last two games, funny enough, one-one draws, and then you go back to April 2016. Manchester United won one-nil, so it hasn't been a goal fest. But I've just yeah, got. They never had Lukaku. And, yeah, fair uh, enough. You know, but no Pogba, no Pogba, um, and I do think Rooney gets up for these type of games. So yeah, I'm, he'll I, be up definitely. He'll be up for it. Eh? I don't think Everton will get um, any points out of it, but I think it's going to be a little bit tighter. A little closer contested. Maybe maybe a 2-1 or 3-1. I think it would be a, a... I don't think it will be a close contested. I think United will have enough in the in the tank to beat Everton. Okay. By at least a couple of goals. I, I don't think Rooney will score. Eh? I mean, United's back four, if you can call it that, are much faster than Wayne Rooney. Yeah, this is true. Look, I mean, if you look at the form guide here, Manchester United... The only blip so far on their radar has been a draw against Stoke last weekend. The rest of them, four wins. Everton, it's a mixed bag. Loss, victory, draw, loss, loss. So, also, Everton are, are but you know, they're still getting their, their... They've signed a lot of players, so they're working the balance out how to get the best out of them. Yeah. The only threat that I actually should mention is uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson. He hasn't he's fired, though. A, he's, no, but he's always been a thorn in United side when he was at Swansea. That's I remember. True. You know, he scored that free kick last season at Old Trafford. Yeah, that's right. I think he might be your like a, a bit of a wild card to play for your yeah. fantasy league. Eh? Yeah, he not... loves playing Old Trafford. Yeah, let's wrap up with fantasy league. I mean, Spurs fans are going. Why haven't you spoken about us? Are we playing Swansea? Uh, yeah, well, well, I mean, come on. Form. It's not August. That's why. So yeah. Yes. So, put Kane as your captain. I think. Yeah, I think get Kane in there. Um, it's he's going to fire, especially against a disjointed Swansea traveling to to London um, I think also the likes of Ericsson um, Spurs are starting to get that like feeling back so um, and, I mean they'll be happy because they broke the curse uh, uh, in, in the Champions League against a decent Dortmund team they did and you know they finally got a win at Wembley so they'll now be more relaxed about things you know and, and I think they'll get a good result over Swansea I think so I think so so in terms of this weekend um yeah, have a look out uh, uh, your Kane and Lukaku as your captains if you haven't done that already. Game week five, potentially a Craig Dawson from a, a defender side of point of view. Um, Sigurdsson, uh, Hazard, Hosselu. You know, these are a couple guys. Um, but I think um, I think hold on to that wild card just one more week. Um, see how Sigurdsson goes and then decide. But the free hit, always tempting to get that, that one um, out the way. Especially when you undecided on your on your team, but Mo, let's leave it there. Um, your parting words, as always, be champions. 
Thanks, Mo, for your time. You've been listening to Football 2 Plus 3. Remember to catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective, cliffcentral.com, as well as cs2plusc.co.za. And follow us on Twitter at Football 2 Plus 3. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll catch you again next time.